Welcome to Meet My Brain, a field guide to Asperger's. I'm your host, the autistic woman. This episode is about special interests. Most autistics have special interests. Those typically are thought of as a focused interest in things like video games, comic books, science, Star Trek, computers, social media, and more. They can be about nearly anything. I have a nephew who maybe he was six or seven, could name every president and vice president in order. He even knew a bit about each one. I still can't do that. At one time, it was believed that an autistic person had one special interest and it lasted a lifetime. While that may be true for some, it's not for many. I thought maybe I'm not autistic because I've had so many special interests. I've seen that many autistics do also. I just came across a picture that made me smile and also helped me realize that the signs were there that I'm autistic even as a child. Here's some background. When I was five, my grandfather gave me a doll for Christmas. I named her Cindy, and she went everywhere I did. I had a little playroom with a blackboard, and I would teach Cindy everything I'd learned in school. It was picture day at school, and we had to wear our uniforms. When it was my turn for my picture, I pulled out Cindy, sat her on my lap, and smiled. I was ready. The photographer was not pleased. He called the teacher who was not pleased. I was polite and determined, and I didn't see how there could be a problem. Now, I have a wonderful picture of five-year-old me with Cindy on my lap. I still have her. Haven't played with her for decades, of course. She resides in a box in the closet because I can't part with my special interests. I love looking at someone's bio on Twitter who's actually autistic. It usually says things like meteorologist, artist, author, yoga instructor, mom, cat lover, I feel like I don't have to hide my special interests. I still don't list them all, but that's something I'm working on. I'm used to hiding it. The diagnostic community says special interests are common in autistics and calls them circumscribed interests, which means limited interests or narrow interests. I don't like that term. It seems inaccurate. Aren't our interests the opposite of circumscribed? Aren't our interests limitless? There's no limit to what we're willing to learn about our special interest. Extensive? A lot of details and information we like to know? Unceasing? We don't stop, we're determined. Unrestrictive? We make the rules, we change the rules. Autonomous? We operate independently. Autistic special interests are an expression of who we are, an expertise an opportunity to push ourselves and our brains to the limits, an understanding of how things work. They satisfy our intense interest in learning and expanding and more. Even if we don't come out and say, oh, I'm interested in butterfly DNA because of the opportunity to push myself and my brain to the limit, that's still what drives us, perhaps on an unconscious level. My view is that while the subject matter we choose may be limited in the way a person might study blue jays but not other kinds of birds, we need to live without limits and unrestricted in order to satisfy our desire to understand what makes things work, to use and grow our extensive knowledge, to feel the reward of our unceasing passion, and to live our lives with autonomy. Here's an example of what it feels like to have a special interest. An autistic travels to another country for a vacation and while there notices a large population of brightly colored beautiful birds. She borrows binoculars and finds a quiet place to observe the bird's behavior. 
She notices what frightens them, what trees they inhabit, what foods they eat, and how social they are. This observing fascinates her. She's taken by the beauty and behavior of the birds. On her computer, she searches for the name of the birds by description. She didn't notice the beak color or the feet color, so she's narrowed it down to three possibilities. The next day, she continues to watch the birds and gets the information she needs to identify them. Back at her computer, her research leads her to a positive ID of the birds. Now, she can research even more. She has so many questions. The answers create more questions and the day disappears. She's so satisfied with what she's learning. On the third day, she's excited to get out to see the birds and look for what she's learned about. She's delighted as she begins to understand them. She could watch them all day. When she returns home, one of the first things she'll talk about is her new interest. The place she was visiting was great and you should see the birds. Details will follow. She might show you her almost childlike fascination with the birds. She sees the world as an amazing place with so much to experience that she wishes she had more lifetime to learn it all. This has now become a special interest. It might be the one that is complete within a short time. It might be the one, though, that can last a lifetime. It might be an interest that leads her to another. Whatever the special interest, it involves research, observation, learning, and experiencing. An autistic acquires a wealth of knowledge about the subject. Each experience with a special interest can bring joy, comfort, relaxation, focus, and more, depending on the person. Some autistics can turn a special interest into a career like art, law, or technology, for example. It's when a special interest interferes with relationships, a job, or health that it's a concern. A special interest can be a way to lessen anxiety or depression. It can also be a reason to isolate. Special interests are intense and take a lot of energy. Autistics tend to push themselves to the point of exhaustion at times. Sharing their special interests with others can help their self-esteem and improve social communication. I had a friend who loved to talk about his special interests, so much so that people would find a reason to walk away. He was a wonderful guy, and not everyone could focus on what he was saying for long periods of time. When our friends were at a party once, he talked and talked, and I could see my friends becoming impatient. I told them to go and that I would stay and occupy him for a while. As he talked, I resisted the temptation to appear bored, which is hard for someone with a face that nearly always looks bored. I decided on a strategy. I chose to focus on everything he was saying. I told myself I was a researcher needing to understand this person. Here he was, giving me his complete attention and sharing things he found important in his life. And you know what happened? Not only did I learn more about him, I actually liked him more. He had fascinating stories mixed in with the kinds of things that could serve me in my own life. I occasionally would ask a question, but for the most part, I didn't have to say anything. I could see him relax and enjoy himself because he knew someone was really listening. It was a win-win. When you listen to an autistic person talk about a special interest, I guarantee you will learn something. Focus on what you're hearing. Realize that an autistic is sharing something with you. It could be said that for those moments, talking to you has become the person's special interest. Autistic brains are sensitive and, of course, different. We have to operate at an intense level, which requires a lot of energy. 
If you run a typical engine at high speed for a long time, it will burn out. Typical cars, for example, are not built for high speed, so you drive at a slower speed, which results in lost time and productivity. If you run a high-performance engine that takes special fuel, it might run for a shorter period of time with a superior level of performance and efficiency. Both cars get to where they're going, which one would you rather be driving? The autistic brain is built for efficiency. We need more pit stops, refueling, and changing tires. We do best with a crew to make that happen. If we lack the support of a crew, we develop a system, a procedure, a way around it, if at all possible. We're determined. We're not built to drive the typical car, I guess. Why does that matter? Because of special interest, some of the greatest discoveries and products have been made by autistics. Would we have made it to the moon without people with special interests? Scientists, engineers, physicists, mathematicians, computer geeks, and more, all combining their special interests to complete their mission and some of the greatest accomplishments of the human race. It's been said that many of the people who go into those fields are autistic. I wonder if any autistics work at NASA. You may have heard that necessity is the mother of invention. My version has been that laziness is the mother of invention. One definition of lazy is requiring little or no effort. So stay with me here. By laziness, I mean a disdain for the overly redundant, a refusal to repeatedly do tedious tasks that can be done with less effort, a drive for efficiency, We're the high-performance engine. Why take eight hours to go to the same place you can get to in four hours? We invent a way to use less effort with the same or better result. It seems more logical. And in order to invent, we need to develop a special interest. One study of adults who are autistic concluded that individuals with autism spectrum disorder have more interest, more specific interests, and a greater number of interests overall than neurotypical individuals. That almost seems contradictory to the idea of circumscribed interest, doesn't it? Are a large number of interests considered having limited interests? Hmm... Do special interests have a purpose unique to autistics? For me, yes. My special interests are rewarding and appeal to my creative side. I consider gardening as creative because I can gaze at the flowers as they bloom and know I had a hand in how it looks. We can look at our collections and take pride. We can feel a sense of accomplishment. We have autonomy. We make the rules. We delight in learning and sharing knowledge. We can relieve stress and regain energy. Neurotypicals with special interests are called experts. Why are our interests called limited? It would surprise me to learn that an autistic with a special interest does not have expertise in it, right? So am I making a big deal about this? Maybe the diagnostic community doesn't question what drives our interest, just how to recognize it. But isn't that the point? I'm done with an autistic being seen as a diagnostic criteria instead of as a person. If you know I have a special interest, you don't know everything about me. I am neither circumscribed nor defined by the things I love. It's part of my identity, only part. Albert Einstein reportedly said, I have no special talents, I'm only passionately curious. 
Let's throw out the term circumscribed interest and stop focusing on calling it special interest too. I'd like to see a future where a diagnostic criteria is instead more accurately referred to as passionately curious. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or comments, contact me at an autistic woman on Twitter. Be sure to take a minute and rate this podcast five stars. And check out some other episodes while you're here. I'm The Autistic Woman. <laughs>